You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? This is Talking the Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey, joined by my co-host tonight, Cole Patterson and Dalton Miller. Uh, We're going to talk something we haven't really talked about this year. We've talked about trading back. We've talked about options in certain rounds. But today we're going to talk about trade-up candidates. And we're not talking about from 10 to 5 or from 10 to 2. That's ridiculous. But we're going to talk about trading up either late into the first, getting back into the first round, securing that fifth round uh you know the, the the fifth year option or trading up into the second round early day two uh, getting up there and getting a player that fell out of the first round. Uh, but before we get into it, fellas, how y'all doing tonight? Doing pretty well. You know the drafts just right around the corner. We're getting closer and closer, so it's pretty exciting. I, I don't want to put my draft guide together. I'm gonna be real with you. I mean that is just such a labor of love. I don't want to do it. I don't want to have to do it. All I want to do is watch more tape um, and write articles and oh, do and do and do video stuff and do literally anything but put together a draft guide because that's a nightmare. I've watched. I would you know obviously I don't log this stuff, but I guarantee I've watched twice as much tape this year as I ever have, and. The content that I've put out so far has been like the least amount of draft content I've put out, but it's just because I'm putting it all into the draft guide. And like those reports are a lot more detailed, and there's a lot more into those. But like as far as like putting it out for like like you said like stuff on Twitter, or video content, or articles. Oh yeah, my, like my Twitter game is just horrendous right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's been. I'm like three quarters of the way done, probably eighty percent done, and I bet you I've logged. 100 plus hours on tape and stuff and putting this thing together it's insane you think 100 to 125 you know small scouting reports would take a day or two but it's just it takes so long <laughs> yep. but um let's talk about some of these guys because we've we know the guys at 10 we know the patrick sertans the jc horns the kyle pitts is we we know about a lot i mean we know about a lot of these guys we're gonna talk about today too but is there the thing that i keep going back to when i'm doing these mock draft simulators when i'm on pfn or pff or tdn doing these mock drafts there's always a lot of intriguing names that are there you know at 22 23 28 34 and i go we got 10 draft picks why aren't we trading up here why aren't we moving up and getting the linebacker getting the defensive tackle getting the safety getting the corner like there's a lot of things that I think we're kind of skipping over in this draft process because we're so focused on Patrick Sertan, J.C. Horn, Kyle Pitts, Rashawn Slater, Penny Sewell. And I want to talk about some of those guys today. And, Cole, I'll start with you. Is there any names that you kind of 
see in these simulators or see that kind of seem to be fit in that 23 to 35 range that you'd be really interested in moving up for and uh, securing? Yeah, I mean, I guess it just depends on what they do at 10. Um, it's kind of who you mentioned. If they do go offense, say, like a Kyle Pitts falls or they take Slater or one of those offensive tackles, uh, maybe somebody like Greg Newsom could be a guy that they can move up for if he starts to slip um, past the Chicago Bears around that area. If they can move up and get one of those corners and, you know, take one of – take an offensive guy and still get one of the best corners in the draft. I think you can leave, you know, that Thursday night pretty happy with what you got. Um, like you mentioned, they have, what, 10, 10 draft picks to play around with. Um, I think we can all agree that 10 rookies aren't going to make the roster next year. Um, we know that Jerry Jones wants to compete this year. I mean, I mean that's why they signed Dak. That's why they he went with Mike McCarthy over a younger guy. He, he thinks his roster is built – built to win now um so why not be aggressive why not try to get as many of your top guys as possible i think newsom's a guy that you can get in the back half of the first round if you're willing to move up for that yeah no for sure dalton i wanted to ask you but before i do i know uh last week we talked about when we did our mock draft um we talked about tampa bay being a team that doesn't really have a whole lot of needs i feel like that's a big spot to kind of look at too depending on who's there but like maybe they could be a team looking to move out of there because they don't really, you know, they're not pressed to take a player there. Maybe they try to move out, stockpile some picks, and, and just you know, kind of start to not rebuild but really stockpile picks and just pick some guys that they really like, um, and they might try to move out of that spot. Is there anyone that you'd kind of look at in that, you know, 20 to 32 range? Or Like I said, it doesn't even have to be first round. I just say first round because I know how important that uh, fifth-year option is to these teams. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of guys for me, honestly. I mean, I'm I'm looking at guys like Joseph Asai, um, if he's there around 32, uh, the edge rusher from Texas. Um, Jalen Phillips is one that you know I think he's the best edge rusher in this class, and he is a true blue star special injury guy, but that you know supremely talented player. Uh, I don't think guys like Jameen Davis are going to be around, but Baron Browning. Uh, is, is a guy who might be around, uh, you know, around, you know, the, the front half of the second round. Because when you look at it, I mean, these are some really talented players, but Micah Parsons, JOK, Jameen Davis, Zayvon Collins, Baron Browning, like, I doubt five of those guys go in the first round. First of all, I think that that would be a bad use of resources to move, you know, to do all that for, you know, or to draft linebackers that high because so many good ones are still available after that. And guys like Jabril Cox and Pete Warner, Nick Bolton, Dylan Moses, even, um, you know, Cameron McGrone is another guy. So they're like, there's a bunch of good linebackers. Um, I don't think that moving up for one necessarily is something that, that I want to do. Um, but man, like we have Caleb Farley as our 31st you know, ranked prospect on the board for the draft simulator. And it's because of the back. He's my favorite corner in this draft class. If he's still around at the end of the first round, I might take him and, and I might want to go up into the first round to do it because then you do have that fifth year option if you lose out on a year, you know, because of injury for whatever reason with him 
Or if he ends up just being that good, you have that fifth-year option with him, and you're not paying him that much because he was, you know, the the 30th ranked or the the 30th pick in the draft instead of, you know, a little bit higher than that. But you know, guys like Ifatu Melifonwu early in the second round. If if we start to get pinched on corners and we didn't take one in round one, that's a name I'm looking at because he's such a good fit in the cover three scheme. Um, Kelvin Joseph is another name that I really really like. Um, Asante Samuel Jr. Like. There's a ton of good players, and that's why, as much as we talk about moving up, the the strength of this draft, in my opinion, is from 25 to 75. That's where I think the draft is really good. You know, up top, defensively, it's not very good. It's really good offensively up top, but in that 25 to 75 range is where you're going to pick off guys that you can place on your defense and hopefully be difference makers by year two and year three. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, I think like the name Cole mentioned, Greg Newsom is probably you know my favorite name to kind of circle for sure. I just I think he's probably gone you know around twenty, and right. I think and, when well, you're moving yeah. up from forty four to twenty, you know two, that's a, a pretty big jump. Yeah, no, for for sure, for sure, and I, mm. I you know I think I think for me like my dream you know probably a little exaggerated like dream scenario is. Trading, you know, Chicago comes up to get a quarterback. You know, they trade 20 to come up to 10. You stockpile some picks. Maybe you take Greg Newsom there. And then with those picks you stockpiled, you move up and let's just say get a Jameen Davis uh, type of player or Trayvon Morig or something like that. If that's their best play, you know, if, if they have him graded significantly higher than Richie Grant, like that's something I would like to do. Um, I just think with this team, like Cole, like you said, like they seem to really be set on winning now. Like, don't mm-hmm. just sit around and pick at 10 and 44 yeah. and, like, like go get the guys that you Make want. Some moves, yeah. You're right. Like, I, I don't want to just – like, Dal- I mean, Dalton, I completely agree with you as well. Like, the strength of this draft is probably in that late day one, early day two mold. But, like, if you can somehow come out of this draft in the first three rounds with two first-round grades and a, you know, second-round grade or a third-round grade with, you know, moving around a little bit, then then I'll, I'll take that all day and – and I think, I mean, again, like I said, is it is it logical that you're probably going to move back to 20 and then move back up to 20, you know, 5, 26 to get a Jameen Davis? Probably not, but it's something that I think that they should be going through these scenarios right now. Like, how can we get as many talented players on our team as possible? And to me, with as many picks as they had, I don't know if sitting still and just letting these guys fall to you is it. I'm not saying it's not because there is a lot of depth and a lot of talent there, but I think I'd like to see him be pretty aggressive and move around and move up. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The one the one name I want to talk about next, and just because it's kind of a I heard on the draft show today they talked about it a little bit. But Christian Barmore is a guy that I like, I don't love. He didn't end up with a first-round grade for me. Um, He slightly beat out Aleem McNeil for the best defensive tackle in this uh, draft for me, Uh, but they are very close. Is that a guy that you think – I know – I want to ask you both ways, but, like, would you do it? Would you move up to, let's just say, let's say he falls out of the first round, let's say Tampa Bay goes a different direction. Like, would you move up? Say you move your 44 and you move one of your fourth round picks to move up six or seven spots or something to, to get a guy like that at the start of day two, or would you rather just sit still and maybe take a Uwuzurike or a Lee McNeil? I mean, again, it, it just doesn't seem like they have as much infatuation with some of these guys that, that we do. So I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on Barmore and what you'd be willing to do with him as well. Nah, I mean, I have a, I have a mid-second round grade on Christian Barmore. Um, and that's where I would take him. So no, I would not do anything to move up for him. Who, um, who's your top? Yeah. Is he or still he your is, top yeah. grade? Okay. Yeah, he's my top grade. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I don't think it's worth moving up and um, using those picks to move up just for Christian Barmore. I do like him a lot, but we've also seen this front office not really invest a lot of premium resources into the position either. So I don't really think it's something that's on their mind um, to move up for Christian Barmore. But like you said, there's some guys that can get um, either in the second or third round, like an Aleem McNeil, for instance, that might be you don't have to move up for, and uh, you can use those picks uh, in a better way. Yeah, no, I mean my my like dream scenario for this draft, which I want to, we'll kind of end on this. We're, we're going quick tonight. We recorded a live uh, mock draft stream last night. That'll be out. Uh, you should be able to see that on YouTube. We did it live, but you should be able to go back and see it. So we're doing that. So this is going to be a little bit shorter podcast, but I wanted to get your guys' uh, opinion on this too. But my like dream day one and day two drafts for the Cowboys right now is either one of those corners, whether it's Patrick Sertan or J.C. Horn, um, either one of those guys at 10, uh, at 44, and you know if, if some way Trayvon Morig or, or, or Richie Grant's there at 44, one of those guys, and then – at 75, Aleem McNeil, and then at 99, um, that's kind of the range where I feel like you're looking at an offensive tackle, one of those linebackers if they fall, but like yep. any of those guys in that range, like flip it around, you know, if you feel like Aleem McNeil is going to be there at 99, like take your Jabril Cox at 75, take your, you know, take that guy there and then get McNeil later. And if you like, I love Aleem McNeil, but if you miss out on Aleem McNeil and you end up with a Marvin Wilson, which I know Dalton, I don't think you love Marvin Wilson by any means, but like not a terrible consolation prize, I guess, if you miss out on him, but it, it's, what, what would you guys' dream like, Day one and day two, top 100 draft B for the Cowboys um, today. Um, Jalen Waddle at 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Not kidding. I mean, that, that would be that my dream. dream. So, but yeah. my realistic, I guess, realistic in quotations uh, would be one of the, the top two corners. Um, and then after that, it would be um, Richie Grant at, at 44. 
Um, after that, it would be a Lee McNeil at, at 75. And then at 99, you're looking at a developmental offensive tackle. And I mean, there are a ton of them in this draft class. I'm not even going to start to go over them. Um, and then, you know, you can also look at a linebacker at that at that point as well. And I, uh, I kind of went through them earlier. There's about 10 to 12 good ones in this draft class that you can look at in those areas. Um, and then, honestly, I would like to pick up another one technique later in the draft. I mean, there's guys Tonga. like Jordan, Jordan Scott, uh, mm-hmm. Cyrus Tonga um, from BYU, Jordan Scott from Oregon. Jonathan Marshall is a kind of a three technique from Arkansas, but he's super athletic. I watched him earlier today. Um, and then to Daryl Slayton, to yeah. Slayton, Slayton from Florida is another guy, 6'4", 330 pounds. He's got levers for arms. Um, and he's, you know, very, uh, explosive, not, not super fast, but he's explosive out of the, uh, off the snap. And so, you know, those are the type of guys. And I wrote about this today in a a mock draft that I wrote. Those are the guys that you get on day three is those one techniques. That's where you attack it because that, that position is just, it's undervalued. Doesn't, I mean, they play different, but doesn't Jordan Scott, like, when you watch him, doesn't he kind of remind you of Puna Ford? I was out just going to say that. I was going to guess that you were going to ask about Puna Ford. Um, and I agree because they're both those that shorter, stockier yeah. build. Um, I don't know how long Jordan Scott's arms are, um, but I don't think they're as long as Puna Ford's because he's, you know, six foot one, but he's got a, a six foot eight wingspan. Yeah. Yeah. Cole. We'll let it. We'll let the the podcast end with you. But give me yeah. your 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 little dream scenario there for for rounds one, two, three for for the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, in a fantasy world, I think Waddle would also be my dream pick. Um, I just think he would add another element to this offense that they don't have, and Gallup's obviously expiring next year. But to be more realistic, um, I do really like if they can go with a Sertan at ten. Um, again, he's probably not the flashiest player in the world. He um, it's not the most exciting guy, but he's really, really good. I think he would be a really good fit in this defense. And if they compare him with like a Richie Grant in round two, I think you're already really feeling really, really good um, with those two top 50 picks. And then, yeah, if you can get a D tackle in, in the third round, like if Ali McNeil falls, if you can get somebody like that, I think you're sharing, you're shoring up the defense. And um, yeah, that's that's. What if, if if you tell me those are the first three picks of the Cowboys draft? I think you're uh, feeling awesome. I would like to edit mine a little bit because I didn't know we were going just balls to the walls on the <laughs> the the fifty burger here. But uh, yeah. I think honestly, like as much as I love Waddle and as much as I know he'd be make a big impact, like yeah. I think Kyle Pitts. I do like Kyle Pitts too. Yeah. <laughs> Ifatu Melifonwu. Okay. Um, you know. Uh, Ardarius Washington, like that style of guy in the third, and then you know mm-hmm. still in a Lee McNeil. Like, if you can guarantee, you know, if you can guarantee, if you could tell me today that if I two Melifonu falls to forty four, I am one hundred percent okay with passing on one of those yeah. guys at ten. One hundred percent with it. Like, if you can guarantee yeah, me, me that, all day. Take Kyle Pitts. You know, do mm-hmm. something crazy. Take Jalen Waddle. Like, I am okay. It's mm-hmm. just I don't. You know, like you don't the think other. He makes it there? I don't. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I he shouldn't. I'm not saying he doesn't. Yeah. And again, like I don't know how the NFL feels yeah, about yeah, him. Yeah, it's hard to predict. And it's like for me, it's like I like a lot of those other corners, you know. But Greg Newsom's not going to make it there. I like Kelvin Joseph, but there's like I don't love him. Like it's not to the point where I'm like if he's there at 44, pass on 
you know. Yeah, my pa- top guy. So, so that's where I'm at with it. But we just wanted to run through some of these trade-up scenarios, talk about some of these guys who should get drafted, you know, in that 20 to 40 range, and just see if there's any names that really jumped out at us uh, as guys that we should move up for. But uh, we appreciate everybody listening. Um, go back on the YouTube channel and check out the uh, round one mock draft we did last night live. We did all 32 picks. So we're excited. We were excited to break that down and talk about that. Uh, so go check that out, and then we'll have a ton of more draft uh, content and podcasts coming out for you uh, over these next few weeks as we are, we're in draft month. And we only got a few. We're what twenty one days away, I think it is. So we got a, we got a quick climb to this bad boy. So there's still a lot to figure out. Their teams are building their boards, but we'll we'll get there soon enough. So thank you guys so much for listening. We're the Talking the Draft podcast, and we'll see you guys next time. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today